Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Intelligent Warren with Alex Silva. Um, I'm not super proud of my eating habits lately. And uh, in particularly, last week, I kind of went off the ropes. Um, I haven't been in the mood to want to make lunch for myself. I've been in the mood to buy lunch. And not because, you know, I um, there's something that I want to try or something that I want to eat in particular, but just, you know, the fact that, you know, making lunch for yourself and eating the same thing, in my case, just a sandwich, you know, some almonds, um, chips, you know, and a, a bottle of water can be pretty mind-numbing and pretty boring. And I think that happens with a lot of people. So I decided to go out to eat last week, pretty much all week. Um, and I decided to get Chipotle. Not once, but twice. Um, and I, you know, I'm not like some kind of crazy Chipotle hater because apparently they have only an allegiance to authentic Mexican food and that's it. No, I, I love all food. You know, I definitely think that authentic Mexican food, you know, in terms of burritos and tacos is, you know, obviously the best of the kind, but I'm not going to discriminate and say Chipotle is not good. It is, in fact, good, but, you know, it's good for Chipotle standards. There's no way, shape, and form that one of those burritos is going to beat out a, a taqueria burrito or a taco truck burrito or even like any like a a burrito at an authentic Mexican restaurant. No, no chance. No no way in hell. But as for Chipotle standards, it's pretty freaking good. So I ended up going there twice. And um, I always get a burrito. You know, I'm not too much of a bowl guy. Normally, I feel like the bowl kind of gets a little too cold too quickly once you, you know, take the top off. Um, and uh, it just kind of loses the heat. And it just becomes kind of cold. I feel like with the tortilla... At least it kind of keeps in that warmth a little bit more than just the uh, the little lid on the bowl. And once you take off the lid, it's over. So I, I'm, I'm a burrito guy. You know, I'm a burrito, white rice, pinto bean type of man. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, I like to get steak. And normally I get um, the hot salsa. You know, the red salsa that they have at, uh, at um, Chipotle. But I, ever since I started to get it, I've always kind of tried to wanted to replicate the taco truck burrito, but you know, you, you can't really do it at Chipotle, but that red salsa that they have at Chipotle is pretty close to the red salsa that they have at taco trucks. And I always just, you know, got it just because, you know, it, it, it tasted good. But ever since, you know, I started to get it, I always knew in the back of my mind that they always put a little too much and it's always super hot, you know? Now, I had two options. One, I could ask for less salsa and be a little B-word about it, you know, and complain and be like a Karen type of person, or I could switch it up. I can I can explore the other salsas, and I can try something different, see if I, I even like it better. You know, what if I do? What if I discover a new flavor or a new combination that I've never even thought of before? So I was like, okay, whatever, let's, let's just give it a shot. So normally, I say the hot sauce. This time, I went medium. 
I went an entire notch down. And if you don't know what it, what the medium salsa is, it is the um, it's the green one. And the green one, I'll be damned. I, I mean, I, I can't I can't like lie about you about it to you guys. It actually tasted pretty good. Yeah, there was definitely some heat. There is, is is not it's not like a you know overpowering heat like the red sauce in my opinion is, but it's a nice heat, and it complements that chipotle flavor, and actually made the burrito in my opinion even better than I've ever experienced. Like no kidding, like I've been you know you know maining the hot salsa ever since I went to Chipotle, but now this new green mild or medium salsa is it medium. Is it mild, medium, and then hot? I think that's the, the scale. And then they, then they got the corn salsa as well. But um, I think it goes mild, medium, and hot. So I went with medium. And I got to tell you, man, I mean, it just, you know, it makes it even better, in my opinion, and, and more tolerable. You know, you know what you get with burritos sometimes if they're not made properly? Or maybe they're made properly, but it's just a, it's just the laws of gravity that we all have to suffer with is the poolage at the bottom of the burrito that always, you know, it tends to happen with like any, you know, non-solid condiment or non-solid item, whether it be sour cream, salsa. Um, I think that's it that you put in a burrito possibly. Um, maybe, you know, yeah, that might be it. Um, any type of juices that just kind of fall to the bottom of the burrito. Um, in my case, it would always be full of the salsa that would just fall. And it would make the actually the last few bites of the burrito, you know, kind of painful. And I'd be like, all right, here we go. I got to finish it. Let's go. Did I say like it's it's my um, it's my 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 goal is to finish it. It's just like, well, I'm still hungry and I want to finish it. So let's go. You know, let's get it. Um, but when you add the um, the medium salsa. Again, with that little nice little kick that enhances the chipotle flavor. I mean, I'll be damn, man. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's it's a nice a nice a nice little find in the book of Alex. You know, it's a it's a nice little I I guess not a hack, you know, but a cool little find. I guess you could say hack or, or Easter egg in the book of Alex. And uh, it's a great, you know, finding for his character and his development and his journey throughout this life. You know, finding crack in the code on the Chipotle salsa that doesn't leave him in tears and sniffly at the end. Because I got to tell you this, man. Every time I would eat, like, Chipotle and even just spicy food in general, right? You know, my 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 nose just you know, drips and runs. It's kind of like just like, you know, I, I guess, you know, my reaction to spicy foods. You know how it clears your sinuses? That's what happened, you know. It just, you know, the waterworks start to happen and you can't control it. And I, you know, I, I usually, when I go to Chipotle, you know, for lunch, I, I tend to eat there more than take it home. So, you know, I have to deal with, you know, public scrutiny if I have to blow my nose or if I'm sniffly, you know, you almost kind of don't want to use the napkins that you're using to wipe your mouth. Also wipe your nose or, you know, dab up your nose a little bit because it's just, you know, you could add the salsa to it. It could also, you know, to other people that are there, 
you might seem like you're um, a child or an animal, you know, for that matter. And uh, you want to look your best, you know, even though, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge, you know, person of manners at the table in terms of eating food. You know, people like to say like, you know, eat like a gentleman, a gentleman at the table, but um, it, it's hard for me to do that. It really, really is. So, you know, I get food on my face and I just, you know, I wipe it off as quick as possible. If I feel it, of course, if I don't feel it, then, you know, if no one's there to tell me, you better believe it's not going to go away until, you know, I find it or I smell it or I taste it, you know, something happens. So, um, that's the case, you know, that's just who I am though. I'm also finding out that, uh, spicy, you know, you know, spicy food is, is actually, you know, not my, not really my thing. You know, I always like to talk up a game that I enjoy spicy food. But I guess a better term is to say spicy with flavor. You know, like I enjoy a good salsa. Because it's not only just spicy, but it's got flavor in it. And, you know, sometimes with that Chipotle burrito, I get a lot of, with that salsa, just a lot of spice and that's it. You know, and it, not to say that it's not good as a combination, it's good, but I think the medium sauce is better. But when I'm talking about, like, actual spicy food, like, you know, spicy wings or spicy food challenges, you know, and I've never done, well, I've, I've tried, I've attempted a wing from a Buffalo Wild Wings from the uh, blazing level, blazing heat level of their so- uh, sauces, and I've attempted one wing. And it kind of just made me, you know, want to die. You know, just the the intensity of that heat in that, you know, boneless wing. You know, it, it, it doesn't, like, you don't forget it quickly. And I haven't. And every time I eat something that's, you know, spicy, you know, not even like remotely close to that level, but still pretty spicy. I'm like, I don't enjoy this feeling. You know, I'm like, I don't like how my tongue is just on fire. I don't like how I'm like sweating, how I have to, like, drink water all the time, or, like, inhale and try to cool off my tongue, like, it's just not a good feeling, and luckily, I haven't eaten anything remotely that hot, you know, super, super, super hot, but even, like, you know, little, um, little yellow peppers that you can get at In-N-Out with your burger, I would eat one of those, and I'd be freaking dying, like, I guess I just can't handle heat as much as other people that I know. And for one, I feel like you would look at me and you'd be like, yeah, he can kind of handle some heat. Like, he's got some, you know, he's exotic enough to, to, to um, handle heat. He could do it. And I think of that myself, too. But, you know, sometimes if a jalapeno pepper, um, popper, uh, for that matter, is not de-seeded well enough, I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to be just absolutely losing it because... I mean, it just, it, it kills me so fast, and I'm like, wow, this is like a jalapeno. It's not even that high on the scale of heat, right? Yet, it is killing me, and I can't do anything, right? Like, I can only drink water right now and just inhale and exhale to cool off my tongue. Like, it's it's pathetic almost, you know? I guess, you know, I'm just more of a flavored heat guy, like salsas, um, a good spicy chili verde sauce, but, you know, obviously with the flavors of the tomatoes and all that, you know, I'm in for that. Um, uh, uh, enchiladas, I have a little kick to them too. Um, you know, 
ta- you know, tacos and burritos and adding some salsa, you know, I like that stuff. But like, if it's gonna be like purposely hot, you know, just to be hot, I mean, I, I don't know if like I, I'm not the the person to call up if you want someone to help you with a spicy food challenge. I'm just not gonna be that guy. You're not that guy, man. Um, it's you know, it's it's also like something that I've tried to convince myself that I'm actually good at. Like, I'm actually good at eating spicy foods. And I've told people this many, many times that I can handle spicy. But I guess when they think of spicy, they think of something far much greater than what I can what I can handle. And their spicy becomes... Uh, is my extreme spicy. And my extreme spicy... You know, it's just that are basic ass spicy. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't believe like people just like munch on jalapenos just for the fun of it, right? I've never even had a habanero. Never even had a habanero. Not once in my life. I think I've had like a habanero um, taco from Taco Bell with habanero sauce, but like nothing like an actual, you know, legitimate habanero pepper. Like, I'd be too scared to do that. Again, my sister likes that kind of stuff. That she's gotten like habanero wings from Buffalo Wild Wings, and I've tried them. And I'm like, how do you f- eat this? Like, this isn't even enjoyable. Like, this is like too hot for you to consume. And it's, it's especially worse when you're hungry too, because when you're hungry and the food is too spicy, you know you want to eat more of it. But it's like your brain's like, bro, if you take another bite, you're gonna die. You're absolutely gonna die. And I'm afraid like when people eat like those hot chips or those ghost peppers or even habaneros, like just raw peppers, what it could do to their stomach, you know? Because it hurts my tongue going down. Like it, I'm in pain. I'm numb. And once it hits your stomach, like is your like like God, thank God, like your stomach acid is spicy, is is strong enough to to break all that stuff down. But like what if it wasn't? You know, what if it was like not nothing strong enough to that way you feel like that heat in your stomach. And now I've never had in that experience, but I would assume that, you know, it gets pretty hot down there and possibly even hot on the way out. I couldn't imagine that either. Like it's, it's, it's killing me on the way in, on the way out. It's got to be even worse, you know, knock on wood. I never have to do these, you know, spicy food challenges for, you know, for, for, uh, for my will to live or my, my, um, my my privilege to live, you know that that would really suck. That'd be a, quite the torture scene, you know. Instead of um, waterboarding, making you eat spicy foods until you die. Could you imagine that? I couldn't. I wouldn't want that. You know, instead of, like I said, waterboarding, maybe those bad people that do bad things to people, in in forms of torture and stuff like that, shouldn't should um. Maybe, well, I'm not going to give any any bad people um, ideas, but like, um, that would be a terrible idea. That'd be a terrible thing to, to torture somebody by using hot food, you know? I mean, that'd be awful. I remember that movie Zero Dark Thirty when it came out, and um, people were going nuts about it because of how much torture that, that, that was in the movie. Even though it was a movie and wasn't real, I guess like how much they showed of like waterboarding and torturing and people were just outraged about that. And I was like, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a lot, but like they're trying to tell, you know, depict like a, the real life realism of that conflict, you know, of what these people go, go through and how we, you know, do business. And uh, yeah, I guess if we're showing a little too much of like what, you know, 
people do in this movie, you know, people kind of think that, oh, are we good people if we do this? Well, it's like, you know, that's, 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 that's hard to, you know, navigate. That's hard to, um, talk about, especially when you're, when you're like me and just watch the movies, you know, that's, I mean, that's all I do. I'm not a soldier. I've never been a part of that. So it's like, I don't know. I just watch it for entertainment. It makes great entertainment. Speaking of which, did you know that Chris Pratt was in Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah, I had no idea until maybe a year or two after I saw the movie. I was like, wow, this is like one of his more serious roles. Is I think this was like maybe like during when he was filming um, um, Parks and Recreation, like right before Guardians of the Galaxy, right before he got like big time, you know, became a big star. Um, but he was in that. I was like, whoa, shit, he's in this. This is this is crazy. Um, but also like another thing that, that also kind of terrifies me about like the food business in general and not just like Chipotle or, you know, whatever it's any place, whether it be fast food, restaurant, diner, food truck, even, you know, food trucks, um, is chicken and not because, you know, I don't like chicken. I love chicken. I think that that chicken has, is quickly becoming my favorite protein, you know, because you can do so many things with chicken. You can boil it, you could fry it, you could grill it, you can um, bake it, you could chop it up, you can put it into a sandwich, a salad. Um, you can put it on pizza. You can put on, chicken is tacos. You can put it on like a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff. You know, chicken, and it always it's not it's a good tasting meat too. Like you can make it season it, you know, marinate it, um, cook it to the way it tastes amazing. Like, it's just like a, a, a meat that you can do so much with. And like, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you just gotta be when you're a chicken boy like me, you have to take into the consideration, like I'm going to a restaurant. There is a good chance that this chicken is either bad or undercooked in a way where I could, you know, potentially get salmonella or get sick. Um, I, I've, I've had, like, instances where I had a chipotle burrito. You know, I got that new pollo asado. And shortly after, I didn't feel very well. Now, it was just a, a little stomach blo- a stomach bug. And then the morning after, I felt a lot better. But, like, you know, I, it could have been worse. You know, it could have been salmonella it could have been food poisoning you know it could have been something pretty you know bad and i think just being a chicken boy and ordering a lot of chicken i feel like whenever i order chicken anywhere i'm taking a big gamble you know more of a gamble than if you were just to get get like a beef or even pork you know there's just something about chicken you just got to cook it perfectly or you got to cook it at least you can't you know it can't be like any pink you know you can't risk that kind of, you know, salmonella poisoning or whatever you call it. Um, and, you know, you can get that with every, with every meat, right? Like beef and pork and all that. But it just, it, it's so prominent in undercooked or bad chicken that, you know, whenever I order chicken, I'm always like, all right, this is a gamble here. I know it is, but I'm willing to do it um, because I love chicken. You know, I, what I, like I said, I've been so into chicken that when I go to burger places like McDonald's, I mainly order the McChicken. Or when I go to restaurants, 
I also order their chicken sandwiches or I order fried chicken. I just, you know, it's just become my go-to thing. It's also healthier for you than beef or pork. So it's like kind of a win-win, you know? You can do a lot of things with chicken and you could eat healthier. I mean, like, for, for me, it's a win-win. But there's always that gamble. And I gotta be... I'm just willing to to gamble every time. I always tell myself, like, what if I didn't get the chicken? You know, what else would I get? You know, if I was at McDonald's, I would get the quarter pounder with cheese. If I was at a restaurant, probably a steak or, like, maybe some tacos, a pork chop, whatever. Um, A burger. You know, it's just like, but my love of chicken just, you know, blinds me. And I just want to keep eating it. Because it's, to me, it's just one of the better proteins out there um, if you cook it well. You know, some people who, like, all they do is eat chicken, I can see where you would get very tired of it. But you eat boring chicken. Like, if you eat, like, fried chicken or, uh, you know, grilled chicken that's, like, got good seasoning or baked chicken or chicken, you know, in, like, burritos and tacos or pizza, that shit's good. You can eat that every day, you know? I love a good buffalo chicken dip. And I've only had it from Trader Joe's. But man, that shit's fire, man. That shit is fire. I mean, like, if you could, if, like, it, it, it is such a great idea, right, to take buffalo chicken and make it into a dip with, you know, dipping it with tor- tortilla chips. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is super heavy. Right, it's got cream in there too, and like sour cream, I think. It is super heavy, but it's so good. And you couldn't even do that with any other beef or any other meat, I think, to make that into a dip, right? Like, it's solely based off of chicken. It's like shredded, ground-up chicken. And, like, could you even do that with a steak or a, or a pork chop or lamb or any other type of meat? I don't think you could. Maybe turkey, but turkey's got that, that flavor that's like specifically like I, I for, for me is like it 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 kind of like throws me off whenever I f- whenever I taste that flavor when it's not on like a Thanksgiving plate or a sandwich. You know, like even with turkey burgers burgers I'm like this tastes just like Thanksgiving dinner but it's not. Or even like a ground turkey with rice or something like that. It's like, oh, this is this tastes, you know, just like Thanksgiving or a sandwich. Like I can put this in a sandwich and it would taste exactly how I would expect it to. Um But chicken, you can even make chicken sandwiches, you know, chicken parmesan. Hello. Um it's just so good. There's even for breakfast, since fried chicken was so popular, you have chicken and waffles. I mean, how incredible is that? There wasn't really a chicken dish for breakfast, I think, until chicken and waffles. Um, there was a country fried steak, and I was just a steak copying a way of cooking chicken, but for a steak. But now we have, you know, chicken and waffles, which is essentially, it is now, you know, could be considered a breakfast food item, which, you know, I, I bet people didn't think that that would be possible, but it is. Um, excuse me real quick while I grab my water. Sorry, that took a while. I had to, um, you know, weave my way through this uh, setup I got here. 
It's a little cramped, um, but I got my water. I, I can't believe I started this podcast episode without my water. I normally have it with me at all times. Not today, though. I guess I had chicken on the mind. Um, Chicken tenders, chicken fingers, chicken strips, chicken thighs. Remember when Wingstop ran out of wings or had a wing shortage and they had to use thighs? You know, I would have definitely loved to try those because you get more meat. And if you get that wing sauce on a chicken thigh, I mean, that's got to taste amazing, right? I, I don't think that they still sell them, but if the next time I try Wingstop or go to Wingstop, I'll see if they do because that's a good idea. I mean, uh, buffalo wing sauce on a chicken thigh. Now, that is an idea there. They should have kept that permanently if they already, you know, if they haven't, you know, but but they probably do. Um, But, you know, that's that's also my gift and my curse, though, about being a chicken guy is, you know, you walk around like this is the best meat of all time or it's the best tasting meat, the best meat for the most variety of food items that you can make. But also you can get pretty sick if it's not proper, you know, cleaned or it's not cooked right. You know, you can get sick pretty easily. Like, you could eat certain raw meats, raw fishes too. You know, sushi. You can get steak pretty rare. You can get steak tartare. Not raw pork, though. I don't think you can eat raw pork, but I don't think that's... I don't think that you can eat raw pork. But, of course, sushi, you know, raw fish, and then pretty rare steak. You know, people like it pretty rare. So that's technically raw still. And then steak tartare, which is raw uh, beef. Um, but you know, that's uh, you know, it's chicken. No way, no how. You can't you can't fuck around with chicken being raw or a little, you know, medium medium rare chicken. You like a little pink in that chicken? That's gonna cost you, man. You know. Speaking of costing, and uh, not costing, um, I was actually this is gonna be some nerd shit right now. Um, I was actually playing Halo Infinite, you know, today, actually, and, um, I completed the battle pass for the, uh, the Halo Infinite, and with, like, 80 days left to, to, to actually beat it, and I was, like, at level 86 when I, when I, you know, logged on today, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna level up, like, five times and use this double XP tokens, I ended up doing the entire thing and just completing it because, I was bored. I had nothing else to do. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. Fuck it. And when I completed it, and I saw what I had to the unlocks that I had, I looked at what was in the battle pass and what I had unlocked, and I just thought, wow, this is like not even remotely cool at all. Like none of these armor things, none of these. Um, coatings, none of these helmets, none of these little patches, these charms, these emblems are cool at all, in my opinion. And I was thinking to myself, like, I just wasted so much time on shit that I don't even want. And I feel horrible about it. And I think that, you know, if you're a nerd and you play a lot of Halo... And you're you're looking at Halo right now, and you see how absolutely you know 
empty it is. Like, believe me, it is empty. It's an empty game right now. Like, super empty. Um, there's not much to do in it. Like, you just take the basic multiplayer. I guarantee you, if they had, like, a proper ranking system for, like, a career basis, like, your, your career rank, it would be so much better than what it is right now. At least it would make me, you know, want to play it and want to, you know, level up my guy, you know. Instead of this, you know, only Battle Pass really rank and only like a ranked playlist rank, that that's all you have to look forward to. You know, just bring in like a universal ranking system. You know, bring that in. Bring it back like the, you know, the career rank or whatever. Like that would be so much better for players you know like me who just kind of play for fun mostly for fun well except today i just i decided you know to just complete the battle pass because i was so close even though i didn't really want to you know i didn't really want to but i'm like you know what i'm already right i'm like right there and i can bang it out like within in these couple hours so i did but i didn't feel good about it and also like their store is also a big thing that pisses me off so they have this thing um where they cycle through what they offer in the store you know every couple days the store refreshes and this is what you can buy this is what you are allowed to buy at this time and i think that it is so you know 343 for them to dictate the way you actually spend your in-game currency like, it, 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 it wasn't just one thing with the challenges, and this is how we are going to allow you to rank up in your in, in the battle pass and complete, you know, tiers of the battle pass, you know. It wasn't that thing. It wasn't just that. They don't want to um, control you on how you, you know, play the game to, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, upgrade in the battle pass. And by the way, the way they have these challenges set up how they essentially dictate how you play their game is actually sickening like it would it, they luckily for challenge swap but if you could not swap it enough and you were stuck within these couple challenges it's like it like makes you play in a certain way that doesn't really lend itself to teamwork or actually wanting to win games it's actually incredibly disgusting um i don't know what that mindset was but we're still here we're almost an entire year into this game and nothing has changed really i mean a couple things have you know gotten a lot less strict in terms of uh, uh the challenges and what you have to do to level up in the battle pass but essentially it's still the same way they still make you do you know, play the game that they want you to you, you to play it in order to advance and to, and to progress, which I don't get at all. Like, why would anybody want you to do that? Is because they have such a stupid system that they want you to feel like the battle pass is actually you know it's hard to do, or that 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 it takes a while for you to do it. It's like what what what? Why would you even make a game like that? Why would you? ever do such a thing where you have you actually control how players play your game in 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 terms of wanting to progress because after a while when you play Halo Infinite 
you kind of want that feeling of I'm, I'm actually working towards something and I'm actually working towards um, something that I want and what I think is cool. Um, and that the whole thing of this, this, this battle pass and how it works is just so phony and so silly. And so like, like actually anti-player is actually disgusting. And back to the point of the store and they cycle through these armor coatings and little, you know, emblems that you could buy. You can't just go in and buy and look at the entire catalog of the store. You have to wait and maybe they'll put it in in the following couple days or weeks or whatever. And it just is like, wait a minute. So you're you're dictating how I play your game and also dictating how I want to spend the money for your game. It's just it's it's to me this game is so um, anti-gamer and anti-consumer that it it's come to the point where like I mean I mean like this has just been a year of them you know having the game in this state and nothing really changing like I I mean you know maps are one thing content is one thing but the basic function of how the game is being played and how a ranking system is you know um, uh, implemented the way the fact that it hasn't changed at all is so remarkable to me. It's actually you know, not just remarkable, but like ultimately disappointing in how it just hasn't even, you know, you know, nothing has, nothing has really changed. And it's like, how can anyone who plays this game or who likes Halo remotely, you know, even a little bit, think that this game is going to get better? You know, I, I like to tell myself that it will be better because... Um, I mean, I mean the 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 um the 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 co-op campaign will be coming out, I think, by the end of this year or close to it. So that would be cool. That's gonna be fun to play with the boys, you know, to um, you know, to just have a little bit of fun in something that isn't multiplayer, and to go back and to play that campaign again because I haven't really had a reason to do it. But I think with friends and you know up to four up to uh, up to four, uh, four players. I think that that would give me enough incentive to play it again, for sure. That that be that that I've thought about it, and it's like that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty fun, you know. Why not? That that'd be sick. But in terms of like being excited to play Halo Infinite, I haven't really had that since it came out. I'll be honest with you. They've had a couple cool modes like um uh, um land grab. They brought back King of the Hill, which was actually pretty fun. Um, in Halo Infinite, um, Last Spartan Standing is is pretty weak. I mean, it, it's definitely fun, like a fun little game mode to play. Except when they make you play it for the challenges and for the XP, then it just becomes a chore, and then it's like I don't even enjoy playing the game permanent, like at all. Um, um, so it's it you know it's just it's a weird spot. It's a really weird spot, and it and it makes me think that what made them do this. Was it, like, I truly don't know why they made their game the way they did. It's almost like, why did they make, you know, why were they going to make Battlefront 2 the the way that they wanted to? Remember how, like, back in the day, like, they, they, you know, some nerds did the math, and it was like, well, if you actually spend this much amount of playtime playing the, and doing super well, you still, and you would have to play so many hours for you to unlock one of the legacy characters like Darth Vader, 
And once that was found out, they had to backtrack quickly and, um, you know, make it so everybody could get it pretty easily, you know. And there were so many people that were, you know, against it and had a bad taste in their mouth. And it was just like it was a bad thing, you know. This is on a completely different level where they, you know, they just make you play their game the way that they want you to. And honestly, like, I, I don't know, like, who who makes that decision or who, who thinks that this is this would be a fun thing to do. But, like, it, it just baffles me. It baffles me and it, it's just like, and it scares me too. It's because if these people are still going to make and continue to develop this game, you know, what's, what's say that they, you know, don't completely get rid of this, this, the way that they, they play the game, the way that they make you play the game, you know, is that going to go away? What if they add a battle royale mode and it's just more of this, you know, what if they never add a, you know, career rank, you know, that, 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 you know, and it's like, why have this, have this, have, have any of this stuff not come out yet? I swear, man, this whole gaming industry has just been in an absolute pretzel since COVID happened. Well, COVID's pretty much over. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Like, what, what's happening? Do you just have not have no employees? Does nobody want to work for you? Like, you know, what, what, what's going on here? And it's not just you know, uh, call uh, Halo, but Call of Duty as well. I mean, like, I know they're ramping up for the hype for MW two, which I can't wait for as well. But you know, Warzone's also kind of like not really much has changed, you know, there's some new stuff, but, you know, you gotta buy it and shit, but, like, it's more of the same, it just feels like it's, like, you know, they're just kind of coasting and sticking to this model of, you know, Battle Pass and all that, and I just feel like, you know, with Battle Passes, it's just, like, they might be coming to an end, I think, I really do, I think, I don't think that people really want to spend that measly 10 bucks for some bullshit stuff that you just rank up and you get when it's like not even, you know, to me, the past couple of Warzone seasons, maybe like the past like four or five, you know, actually no, even more than that, dating back to um, uh, Black Ops Cold War, those past seasons have just not even been good at all, in my opinion. Like the stuff that's in it is just not good. It's just really just like, you know, it's just, it's it's not something that you want to, you know, spend and work for, you know, and I know that the, 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 uh, the battle passes are like probably one of the bigger um, draws of money that they receive because, you know, you can get people like me who don't buy like any bundles or anything like that or any single items on their store, but will like pretty much religiously buy battle passes just because, you know, you get more XP that way. And even though, like, it's only 10 bucks, right? But, like, it's, like, it's supposed to last, like, that entire season, which could be about a month and a half or two. Um, it's just, you know, it's becoming... The, 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 the content itself in those battle passes is becoming less and less uh, um, worth it, in my opinion. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me waking up and, and being like, you know what, this is just not a... This is, this is not really a sustainable model, I feel like. I feel like I'm getting bored of it, like, more and more, but I'm, like, I'm really honed in on my boredom right now, so it's, like, maybe it's just me that I'm, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm seeing how it just, nothing has changed, and nothing is good, 
right? And it's just like, it feels like everything is just so half-assed right now. Um, that in that that probably shouldn't we shouldn't still be in this uh, this gaming limbo where all literally all I'm looking forward to this this gaming season this this fall season is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two and The Witcher Three Wild Hunt um, remaster or optimization. That's what I'm looking forward to. I don't give a damn about Overwatch, about anything Fortnite or Apex. Because they're all just the same bullshit. Season, battle pass, it's like, give give, give me a break. I, I just, I, I would rather, much rather have DLCs again. That way I know that at least the stuff that they worked on, you know, whether it be, you know, good or not so good, at least they gave it more of an effort. That way you have to buy it. And I know that, you know, that, that the battle pass is good because it doesn't, you know, really block people from playing certain things or having access <clears throat> or having access to certain things like it used to back in the day with map packs and all that, you know? But I think that we're beyond that now. I think that maps come out for free, whether you have a battle pass or not. And, you know, if you want to buy bundles, if you want to buy cool things, if you want to buy that, yeah, you totally could. But, if you're going to do a season-long battle pass for ten dollars, um, just and I, and I know it's just ten dollars, um, and it, and this is going to be towards Halo. D- don't dictate the way I do it. You know the way I can rank up in it. Like don't just don't make me do all that, and especially with their Battle Pass Halos, put a little bit more effort into what you put out there, you know, you, you've been on the ropes pretty much your entire launch, um, I don't know what has happened to you, why, um, uh, why your game is just, it feels so empty, you know, even, even to this day, just feels empty, uh, um, I just, you know, you gotta be better, and the, the fact that you haven't gotten rid of the way you rank up in the battle pass with XP is is mind-boggling. It's just it, and it's telling me that you don't care. You don't want to move away from that model or that method of ranking up and it's just like it's very concerning to me. It doesn't make me feel good. And in terms of Call of Duty, I feel like for me I just need a new game. A new game, a fresh start. I mean, Warzone has been, you, you know, it's been it's 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 been the same game essentially since since uh, 2020 since Mar- March 10th of 2020 when it first launched. Um, it's been the same game. You know, you could you could say like, oh, they got new modes, they got new maps. You know, they have uh, smaller maps and plunder and all that. It's, it's the same same damn thing. It has not changed one bit. It's the same. You know, player count, the same types of maps, even though they're different. Um, same ways you play the maps. There's not really anything out there t- that that has that has truly made it, you know, different maps. I know they had the doors. Now they have balloons, but it's essentially the same thing. You know, you play it the same way. People play it the same exact way, um, and it's just been the same for like almost three years, like I've said. So I think with Call of Duty, it's just I need a new game. 
and thankfully it's happening. You know, maybe Warzone gets a complete rehaul of the way it's it's you know used. Maybe they go down. Maybe they actually make it a smaller player count to make it more of an intense game. Maybe maybe not so you know big. I don't know. You know, I have no idea. I don't necessarily need my battle royales to be bigger, right? Bigger doesn't always mean better for a battle royale. Um, maybe go smaller. Maybe make it more compact. Make it more intense. Um, maybe not so, you know, in a way campy or in a way like arcadey like um, You know, maybe make it, just make it different, you know? Make it, make it not, you know, how it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've... Again, like we've been playing Warzone for years, and it has literally hasn't changed really. Um, but hopefully, uh, Modern Warfare 2, 2's Warzone is a complete revamp because I feel like that's what it needs. It just needs a revamp, or or even a remake or redo something just new, completely new. Make it make it new. Um, and you know what? I actually hope that 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 mode. Uh, the rumored mode, the 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 knockoff escape from Tarkov mode, uh, DMZ is a hit because if you can get multiplayer, you know, solid battle royale, solid, and then a a pretty decent escape from Tarkov mode, like an extraction mode that's intense and cool and lit. I mean, then you got you know more variety than ever before. Let's face it, zombies is dead. No one fucking plays zombies. I think we can stop developing zombies. I'm just saying for, you know, I don't think anybody really gives a shit about zombies or enough people give a shit for you to keep making zombies. I mean, you had zombies in uh, Black Ops and you had zombies in Vanguard. The only reason I know that is because I've actually been playing Vanguard to level up weapons for Warzone. And I'm like, I saw in the town like, Campaign, multiplayer, zombies. I'm like, zombies? This shit had zombies? I think we can get rid of that. Alright, let's, let's stick with multiplayer, battle royale, and then this extraction DMZ mode. Alright, let's focus on that and make it actually lit. And don't pull a Battlefield 2042 when you give up development on your um, your, 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 your Tarkov mode. Um, I forget the name of what it was even called for Battlefield. Um, Hazard Zone. Yeah, yeah, let's forget that even happened, right? Because they quit on it. Um, so Call of Duty, if you can make three sick lit modes like that, you know, and have different varieties and different styles of play and different, you know, to bring in different types of, you know, players and offer different experiences, like for multiplayer, Battle Royale, and this extraction mode, your game's going to be lit. It's going to add more variety. That's what we need right now. It's just variety. We don't have that. And we need it. I need it. I'm dying here. Um, especially because I, I still like Warzone. But 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 I get I, I want my friends to come back and play Warzone. They're sick of this Warzone. They want a new one. And I don't I don't blame them. I wish that they would play with me, but they don't want to anymore. So please make a game that's new and fresh that will get people back into it. You know, as as much as you know we could um talk day and night that Warzone's probably still the most um, twitched game out there. It, it, you know, it probably is. Let me just check real quick if I can. Um, it's it's got like 56.1 viewers on right right now. Apex is beating it because I think Apex just got a new season. But um uh, yeah, just like come on. Boost it up. Boost it up. Let's get a variety going. Come on. 
Um, it's pretty boring out there. I got to say, if you're a Call of Duty fan, it's pretty boring out there right now. Uh, but moving on, why not? Um, talk a little bit about sports right now. Because um, there's been a couple things that have been in the news that have actually been kind of shocking to me. Uh, for one, in the baseball world, Fernando Tatis Jr. for the uh, overrated San Diego Padres has been suspended 80 games for tested testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, which he claims that he used to treat ringworm on his neck. Um you know, I, I, I thought that this was, you know, well, you know, out of baseball, kind of, like, at least for the most part, like, you know, big stars or the majority of players just know to stay away from this kind of stuff because, you know, you can get tested, you know, whenever they want to or, you know, if there's even like a, a testing calendar uh, calendar of when you're supposed to be tested. And uh, if that's even like a thing in baseball, I mean... Why Why would you even take the PEDs? You know, also, you're not even playing right now, Fernando. So, like, I mean, what was the point of that? And, you know, you can go ahead and say, like, you were using it to treat ringworm. Um, I'm not a doctor, and I know that the people on TV are not doctors, but I feel like that they would have a better opinion and access to those doctors. And if those doctors are disputing um, your claims on how to treat ringworm, um, I think that you're full of shit, man. And not only are you full of shit, but like you kind of let your team down a bit. I mean, I know that you've been out for the entire season, you know, with an injury. And, um, I know that you're, 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 you're like, you're, they like to talk you up about being like a premier player of this game. I think you're all right. I mean, you're not incredible, but like, um, you are very good and you're a big name out there. But, you know, this isn't going to help at all. And not just you, but it's not going to help your team either. I'm pretty sure that your team was counting on you to be there. Um, to want to, you know, not just for your team, but for the fans too. I mean, could I, I couldn't even count how many fans were excited to see Machado, Soto, and Tatis on the same, you know, in the same lineup on the field together. Um, and you've robbed them of that this entire season. Um, when they were waiting for you desperately to return. So, like, I mean, not a good look, man. Not being very responsible. I mean, as a Dodgers fan, this is actually incredible news because now we don't have to deal with your ass in for the rest of the season and even the playoffs. So this is a blessing in disguise for me. But, um, yeah, it's just not a good look. I mean, really, steroids still in this era, in 2022, when testing for this type of stuff is even more advanced than ever. And you know how baseball is with that kind of stuff. You know, they let it go in the past. They let it happen for a long time. They got caught. They had to switch their tone, you know? It's like, you know, and they were they had to because that's cheating. And if you're going to, you know, blatantly use them to either speed up your recovery, which I don't know if it's, you know... I didn't know that that was uh, a thing, or if it is. Or, you know, if you continue to use them on the field, you know, then then it's just, it becomes like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you should know that, that they're going to be testing you for this kind of stuff. Um, you're a big-time player, right? You, 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 you know, it's just a, sometimes 
players even get randomly tested because they they perform so well the day before. They're like, okay, we got to test this guy because if he's, you know, in any way, shape, or form cheating with steroids, he's going to be suspended. And, you know, baseball, being the sport that it is and how it had to change its tone on steroids and how, you know, because they let players get away with it and do it, you know, for, for many, many years, and now them being so anti-steroid, you should have known what the punishment was going to be, you know, for taking PEDs. It's just, you know, I mean, I could have even known that. It's the MLB and steroids. You got you just stay away from steroids, man. And, you know, I'm not a baseball player. I'm not an athlete. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, not know what kind of mindset you were in or what kind of position that you might have been in because I'm no, I'm no athlete, right? I don't train this many days a week for this many hours to perfect um, a sport. You know, in this case, one of the hardest sports I believe to play is baseball, you know, with all the um, um, timing and all that, um, upper body strength, lower body strength, reflexes, um, vision, um, you know, decision-making, you know, it's a lot of stuff to go into baseball, you know, and I'm, again, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and just be like, um, and tell you that you weren't in the position to do them, but I think in the, you know, as a player in general, baseball and steroids just a bad, bad combination, and you need to eliminate one of those or both. And if you're not going to eliminate steroids, then and you're not going to eliminate baseball, when well, then you're going to get caught, and then you're going to get a pretty big suspension. And not just a suspension, but a suspension for a thing that in your sport has a stigma that is so negative that there's no absolutely no tolerance for it. There is no tolerance for steroids in baseball, as in any sport, but in baseball in particular, it's just you, you should have known that by now. I mean, I'm I'm sorry the one to tell you that you should have known it, but you should have known it. Um, something a little bit more fun in sports. Um, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, um, has a a bust of Nick Cage in his locker room in training camp right now, and. You know, if you don't know Nick Cage, he's an incredible actor. He's known um, to be in the roles of National Treasure, um, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider 2. Um, he's got a new movie, but, you know, if you're a younger person like me, Nick Cage, for you, is National Treasure. And his just him being Nick Cage in that and, and being so cool... And the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a bust of him in his locker. And I've seen it. It's like a gray, you know, like a gray bust. It's just so cool. It's so funny, too, because, you know, a couple weeks ago when he arrived to training camp, he dressed up like um, like uh, Nick Cage, actually. And I believe it was Con Air. Or was it The Rock? I can't remember which movie. But, it, you know, he dressed up just like Nick Cage, you know, with his long hair and everything. And, um, you know, I, I would imagine that Nick Cage has probably, you know, texted Aaron Rodgers like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, you're dressing up like me now? And then, and then now, even now, I mean, he has to have texted him or, 
you know, DM'd him something about that bust because that, that was just, you know, so out of the ordinary and so, so <laughs> such a funny sight to see that, um, you almost couldn't believe it. I mean, when I got the notification this morning, I was like, why well, this can't be real. I mean, he just dressed up like him from, from, a, from one of his movies and now he has a bust of him. I, I don't remember where he, he said that he received the bust from, but, um, it was just, you know, perfect, you know, a perfect timing and perfect, perfect, um, you know, thing for him to receive is a bust of Nick Cage, you know, just perfect. You couldn't make up a story like that, you know, it's just perfect. Um, one last thing, um, this past weekend, I, uh, I, I kind of got a little lit and, uh, me and my buddies were playing a table game, not like a tabletop game, like what, what those nerds play. Um, but like a, a card game, right? Like a, like a game where you, you, uh, it's, um, a game with your friends, you know, kind of like cards against humanity, but like, not like that at all. But like, um, <clears throat> the objective is to persuade a person who wants, who, 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 from running over your team to not run over your team. Like, let's say, like, your team is broken up into... uh, Each team is broken up into two, you know, let's say train tracks, and that's what the game is about. Like, a a trolley is going down a a track, and he has to, you know, go down one track or the other. And on one side is one team with a couple scenarios that they're dealt by the cards, and they have to argue their point over your point, your cards... And it's just, you know, so pretty much what whatever, you know, the cards could be like um, the track has a freshly born baby, you know, baby just born. And then the other track has Adolf Hitler. And one side has to argue to keep Hitler alive while the other side has to argue um, um, uh, uh, why the baby should stay alive. And there's also other cards, too. That also, you know, you you could you know collaborate with whatever is else on your on your uh, on your track. It's not just like one v one. It's like a couple of other scenarios. And then there's there's these other cards that you can play to either make your case stronger or to make their case weaker. And it was a fun game. I mean, I gotta say, like, I it, it was a lot of fun. It's hella fun when you're lit. And you're just, you know, you know, shooting the shit and saying whatever you can possibly say to make the side of your argument even stronger. And that that, that way the conductor would not run over your side. I, I feel like we got robbed on a couple of points. Like, I feel like definitely like we had better argument of points. But it also kind of depends on who's the conductor at, on, at that turn. And, uh, man, it was it was just so much fun. Um and uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait to play that again. I, I've been looking at games to um, get for these type of nights when you know we just get get around and uh, and play a game. And there's this game that I saw on Amazon. It was called the Roast Your Friend Game. Um, I, and I was just you know that could be so much fun. That could be such a fun time to just play with your friends. You know, have a couple drinks. And just roast the shit out of your friends. And you, I feel like you would kind of have to be a little buzzed to do it. Not saying you, that it's mandatory. But like, I feel like if you want to have the most fun with that game and not be, you know, super offended. I, I'm not sure if the game is like, you know, supposed to be make it, you know, uh, make other people hate you. 
but but um I would think that a couple of drinks in you would would make it a lot better, you know, make it more fun to play. That way you're, you know, a little bit, you know, on the loose side. That way you're more on the, on the looser side and you're not going to be taking it so seriously. You know, because none of my friends really have grudges or, you know, take things super seriously or, you know, stuff like that. But like, I feel like, you know, maybe you play one bad card, you say one bad thing and it's just like, boom, it's over, <laughs> you know? Um, I also want to get drinking games. Not like a, you know, not like a, um, like a card game, not like a, uh, you know, uh, beer pong or anything like that, but like a little, a game that makes you, that makes you kind of drink more because whenever I, I do drink, some of my pussy friends just don't do it. And it's kind of a letdown. It's kind of annoying. It's just like, come on guys. I mean, I don't want to be the only one drinking here. That way I'm a, a fucking lit ass mess. I don't, I don't want to be that, you know? So maybe I'll get a game where it kind of makes us all kind of have to drink at least a little bit, you know, don't get like, maybe not, not, not get completely mashed up, you know, on purpose, but like maybe a slight buzz, you know, maybe just a little let loose, you know, cause if, you know, I'm just sick of these, these pussios just like not, you know, trying to get lit with me and, and by lit, you know, my, my definition of lit is like two beers, maybe three, you know, a good old fashioned, like, Oh, I'm, I'm lit. Not like I'm on fire, but like, you know, I'm lit, you know, that's it, you know, nothing, nothing to, I'm, I'm not encouraging you to get like actually like mashed up where you can't move or you can't even speak. No, just, just, you know, have a little bit of fun, you know, because when everybody's having fun like that, it's, you, you can't really beat it. It's such a fun time. And I feel like with these games, it, 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 it doesn't, it, it just adds to the fun. I remember we used to play Smash Bros all the time. I, I think that th- these games are just so much more fun because you actually have to talk with your friends instead of just like playing like a video game with them. And, and, and like, not to say like Smash Bros was bad or was boring, but for at a certain point, it's like it just becomes the same thing. And these could too, for sure. That's why we got to get more games or more expansions to those games. Like Cards Against Humanity has has, has, has had so many expansions because it's such a popular game and people play it so much. I haven't played it in like maybe um, four or five years, but like when we did play it, it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, just you know, a little bit of a a, a new a new uh, a new addition to having fun with the boys. You know, it's it, it's, it's hell of fun. Um, that's gonna be it for me this week, guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Um, remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Episodes drop every Thursday. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Share the podcast with all your friends and family. Um, if you have a suggestion or a topic, you can always DM me. I have my links in the description of every podcast. That way you don't get lost or you're like, oh, how can I reach him? How can I talk to him no it's all right they're all right there it's fine just just scroll down and there's the link right there with my username you can just tap it and it sends you on your way um but anyway anyway guys you know actually hold on give me one second i want to do this live on air this might fail but if um if it doesn't i'll be very happy so i'm going to go to one of my episodes i go to last week's one and i see my link that's to my twitter if I tap it, it brings up, let me guess, 
my Twitter page. Yay! So they do work. All right, so there's no excuse. If you have a suggestion, a topic, a question, tap on that link, DM me, and I'll consider it. I'll think of it. If it's show-worthy, I will put it in. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next week.